0: Hello there indeed, Star Wars fans, and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast, bringing you the latest news and everything happening from galaxy far, far away. My name's Gary, your host for this week, and believe it or not, there are two people in the Falcon this week, bloody hell, joining me, usually, as always, that doesn't make sense, but usually, as always, the walking carpet, Mr. A. How you doing, dude?
1: I'm all right. I'm all right. I like to be uh, called that handsome wookiee actually. Um, oh, right. yeah, I'm going to call you Gaz Canata. You think not have a handsome wookie. <laughs> mm. Where's that handsome wookie? <laughs> <laughs> ah, we're back. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while, hasn't it? Thanks for covering while I've been, uh, moving house and, uh, you know, just moving house. Nothing else really. Just been a nightmare.
0: You know, like just general uh, warehousing in the warehouse. Yeah. The warehouse in the warehouse.
1: Uh, guy that runs a warehouse is a personal friend of mine. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's, you, you, you forget how much you rely on the internet, dude. I mean, you've been through it fairly recently, moving house. You know, when Virgin's like, yeah, I'll come round. Then they don't. The nightmare, you can't mate. do anything. Yeah. Like, you can't even watch TV anymore, right? Because you can't plug an aerial in. You know what I mean? It's not like the old days. You just literally can't do anything. Anyway, the internet's back. Guess who's back? We are back. The walking carpet and canato are back. Uh, rocking and rolling. So here we
0: are. Yeah, I feel you, man. The old internet when it's not there. When we first moved in to our new house last year, we had no internet for a few days. Had to had to work when you're tethered off the phone. And, dude, that is like... That's that's like the old days of dial-up, isn't it? That's terrible. So I, I think I'd rather have no internet than have tethered phone internet. But I know it's like. Yeah,
1: because you... When you've got like the tethered one, you're you kind of like, yeah, I've got my internet back. So you like tell people that you're around. Do you know what I mean? So you tell people that you can just carry on and crack on as normal, and you clearly can't. And it is so annoying because, like, we had it in the whole older house just before lock. Well, not before, but like the early days of lockdown. Like Sam and I were nearly killing each other because we were both working at home. We had this virgin box. I think you and I spoke about it. The chips in were just crap. So we were getting like, we got maybe a 200 meg line into the house and getting like four meg, but just not even reliable four meg. (laughs) And dude, the anger that stems from that in an insanely quick flash of time. Um, Like we were killing each other. We were killing each other because the internet wasn't working. Um, So yeah, I'm with you, man. Better to not have it and just kind of go off grid. Just go a a little bit John Connor. Um, But oh God, first world problems, dude.
0: Indeed, man. Yeah, it's a bit like, imagine it's like the rebellion back in the old uh, temple on Yavin. Those guys must have been like, well, we need to communicate with the other rebels. We've only got four meg and that doesn't work very well. So we're screwed, really. Oh, but this Death Star's coming around the corner, so that might have Wi-Fi. Who knows?
1: I suppose if you think about it, you know, if you think about it, it's like, so in the Star Wars universe, they will have had internet. Do you know what I mean? You'd hope so. Cause, but then like, so this is what baffles me about all this stuff. Like imagine that we find like alien races, right? <laughs> and you turn up, you're like, all right. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. And you you find out that they've <laughs> also got like a way to communicate across the planet and independently Across light years, we've both stumbled across the internet or a version of Do you know what I mean? That kind of that kinda freaks me out like stuff like that, dude.
0: Yeah. But the cod like servers still go down though.
1: Oh yeah, big time, mate. Yeah, yeah. 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 COD servers are never up. Yeah. And then they they update they're like, yeah, you got a PlayStation. Yeah, me too. Crap in it when you go update it. But like <laughs> like I said, baseball caps, right? I've got a baseball cap on now. If you find an alien, right? They're going to have invented something to put on the heads if they've got heads. So they'll have arrived. And they might have not have baseball, but they've got a, like, probably got a hat that looks like a baseball. Like, what do they call it?
0: Mm. These are deep questions, dude.
1: Ah, it freaks me out. I wish Stephen Hawking was still around. He'd sort it. Yeah, I
0: don't think we've got any place answering these questions, man. Unless we want to get the tinfoil out. I oh, don't know.
1: Well, yeah, but who has? Like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Love him to bits. A lot of insight, a lot of data. Can he answer that baseball cap question? I
0: don't think so. Who's got the right exactly. to answer that question? Certainly not us.
1: Only the aliens. I'm, j- I'm just going to, I'm going to tweet this Yeah, one day, not today.
0: This is a Mulder and Scully moment. I th- feel oh, this no, is... Don't
1: get me started on those guys. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah. that's a digression. We've only been on five minutes.
0: There we go. That's why you love us. <laughs> We've got a new centric show this week. Got no, we've already done the deep questions and the deep stuff, so we haven't got any uh review and discussion unless we run out of time with these ridiculous news stories. I mean uh legitimate proper news stories. But anyways, before we crack on with all of that, remember to subscribe to our show in whatever podcast app you get your podcast on or head over to sparklerebellion.com forward slash listen. There are links there to all the popular podcast apps, so uh we'd love to have you as a subscriber, that way you won't miss a show when it lands in your podcast app every Saturday morning. We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to do a search for Spark of Rebellion. Uh, we chat and post little Star Wars uh, tidbits throughout the week. We've got a nice little community building over there, so come and give us a like and a follow there. And if you like the show and you want to support us, then over to patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. There's a bunch of tiers there you can jump onto, get yourself some, some Spark Rebellion swag, get your little decal sticker. The only sticker I have on my MacBook is the spark of Rebellion. Um, that's no joke. No lie. It's pride of place on the old laptop. And you can be the same.
1: That's pro. Yeah.
0: That is, that's pro level. Yeah.
1: Internet enabled. Yeah. And people are like, oh,
0: you listen to Sparkle Rebellion. I'm like, yeah, I do. Every week.
1: I am the podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so you can grab yourself some other swag all the way up to some other um, uh, benefits there up to executive producer level, get involved in the show come and contribute and thank you so much to our current patrons. Love you guys for your continued support. Thank you very much for that. Um, I think we've done the, how are you? I think the answer is no internet moving house. Uh, but have you done anything star Wars, Have
1: you managed to watch or read anything star Warsy? No, although I have got some stuff since we last spoke. You know, because you move house, don't you? You're like, hmm, shelves. So I've got the old Black Series, you know, the Kenner Black Series Mandalorian that came out last week. Got that one. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that looks pretty sweet. Um, i got two books, actually. There's two Star Wars, like, fact books that came out recently. One of them's, like, in-universe stuff. So, you know, like, fictionalized stuff. The other one is a book around, like, Star Wars, the brand and the IP. Um a lot of like tidbits. In fact, it was in the news a bit ago because it was the one where um, George Lucas had apparently already had plans for Luke to die uh, in episode seven anyway, or eight, whatever it was, Last Jedi. Um, so I got that book. And then what else did I, there was something else I got, Star Wars. Oh, that was it. I got, you know, the um, the Lego that's like the desktop Lego. There's a Mandalorian Boba Fett helmet, which I've got. And I, uh, I got the Stormtrooper one as well. I got that one for the shelf next to the old Xbox. Um, And then we've been, what do we do? Smashed out, since we spoke, I think I smashed out Star Wars, Clone Wars Season 7. I actually watched it, um, which was badass. Nice. Then just starting a rewatch on Mandalorian this week, dude, after we finished Breaking Bad. Um, And I'll tell you this, actually, while we're doing this. So I wanted to watch Mando this week. You'll love this. Uh, The listeners will hate it. I'm sorry. So Pascal, if you're listening, I'm sorry, mate. Um, Moved into the new house, thought to myself, get a new TV. Been saving up, haven't I, for a new TV? Like, knew knew we were moving house, been saving a little bit each month. Like, not going out, not getting drunk, saving a little bit of brass. So I was like, right, let's get a TV. Watch Mandalorian on, like, glorious 4K stuff. Got a TV. Broke. Had to send it back. Oh, no. Got another one, (laughs) right? Broke. Had to send it back. Got another one. Broke to send it back Hmm? this morning at 7am fourth tv came the fourth and now it's fine so i'm gonna watch mandalorian again
0: oh dude did you buy a an lg oled
1: the the, the irony of that is that the last tv i was an lg and it's been super reliable no this was a samsung uh but the colors are far better on the samsung those deep blacks yeah but dude it was insane it was like they'd stuck stickers all over it, you know, just to say like this is the front, and they'd burn into the LED <laughs> oh, panel. Oh no! Every time, every one of them. Q ninety, Q nine hundred. Yeah, well, it's a Q eighty actually. Oh yeah, it's eighty. Q oh, eighty. Nice.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know what that is. I just looked at it. I was like, it seems all right. Yeah. And then I went. Yeah. are these tampons? Um. That's coming off with tap but, water. Yeah. That's good. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, I'll we'll start start with five. See how we get on. Um so that dude, it's just been a nightmare for that. So that's been like my Star Wars experience. Now, what I will say is that every time a TV's come to test it, we've used the Mandalorian trailer. So I've seen that trailer like a hundred times now. Cool, cool. Um and the sound's badass on it. So <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to dig into on that. But that, that's been my Star Wars stuff, man. Um it's 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 been it's been weird to not be like engaging with it and not doing any cop because like the comics look to be doing some badass stuff, like some of the Vader stuff at the minute. Looks awesome, and I've just not been touching it. Um, so that's that's been the last few weeks. What about you? You've been up too much? Uh, a couple of picked up a couple of bits. Um, like you, I've got the
0: Mando Black Series figure. You can just about see it on the old shelf there. I haven't
1: unboxed him yet. Nice. What well, are you going to unbox him? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. My, my mate Dave said not to do it, but I'm like <laughs> Dave.
0: Yeah. I know people that buy two of everything. So I've got a couple of mates who um, who are the Black Series collectors and they, they buy two. So they buy one to unbox and one to keep in box. And they just keep that in the garage or something, hoping it'll be worth something one day. Idiots. So yeah, that goes on the shelf. Be good. And I also picked up, oh, this is sweet, dude. The uh, the Empire Strikes Back, the Wampa figure, Black Series, in the special edition box. Oh, man. Oh, I saw that on your Insta. Yeah. That looks
1: badass, man.
0: Dude, that packaging is so sweet. I don't, I'm not going to unbox that though. I'm going to call myself an No, idiot why now. would you if it looks yeah. that good? Yeah. Oh man, it looks so sweet. Um, and also just, uh, like you, I've watched the Mandalorian season two trailer about 50 times, just mm. getting hyped up for that. Did you say you're going to start rewatching season one in, in prep for that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to do it this week. Like I said, after, uh, after we finish Breaking Bad, um, Sam's never seen, uh, Breaking Bad, so I'm going to watch that one, but she's never, the, so the thing is, right, um, Sam's not seen Clone Wars, nor has she seen Rebels, and I'm like, ah, ah, have we left it too late, because are you going to get the most out of season two, if what we think is going to happen, happens, which, I mean, Rise of Skywalker showed that we know jack all, but, you know, what's what's the deal here, are we, you know, is it a mistake not to watch it, I don't know, what do you think, are you going to, are you going to get the missus watching any of the old stuff, any of the old animation?
0: Nah, she won't be up for that, mate. Oh really. She draws the line. I mean it's she's not really um she's she's a Star Wars fan, but she's she she sort of draws the line at the films really. She doesn't dive right. into the you know, the animated shows or the spin-offs or anything. So that's off that's off the table, man. It's just gonna be yours truly.
1: Yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you thought about divorce or you just is just... yeah, I have no.
0: many times, but yeah. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. could be the icing on the cake. Yeah. That's coming off just with water
1: she has left him forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: so uh, yeah I've not um not done anything else Star wars other than sort of jumping on the hype train for Mando I think we're quite close now aren't we Was it next week next yeah 30th isn't it yeah a week yesterday Friday it's gonna be sweet man is it
1: a um, oh god it is it's this week is it a is it a, Gonna be like a a, a a dual release. No, like they dropped it, didn't they? I think the release schedule came out online. I don't know if we got it in the news. But like they're gonna and they're gonna finish it on like the eighteenth of December, because obviously there's no Rise of Skywalker to finish it before. Mm. Um so I wonder if they're gonna drop two and then like weekly on that one. I don't know, I can't remember what they said on that one. Um but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Should be we good, should see. Yep. Right, let's yeah, crack on I'm with some news, bud.
0: It. Let's do some news. Sweet. this first one's going to be amazing. And I don't mean the subject of the story, but just the sheer, um, uh, the sheer rumor, rumor mill factor is just off the charts with this one. So George Lucas, apparently is furious at the storyline for the sequel trilogy. So furious. In fact, that he's going to redo it all and undo. It's <laughs> going to undo all the films that we've seen since, uh, force awakens. And, uh, this is funny, because um, uh, when The Force awakened dropped, uh, everybody, for the most part, seemed to like that. There was a few little niggles, yeah, it's a bit of a remake of A New Hope and, and all that sort of thing, but you know, Luke looked like a bit of a tramp at the end, and uh, he wasn't as much as people liked and all that stuff, but generally speaking, it did pretty well. I think it did a ton of money at the box office, all good. And then the other two came out and people just lost their mind huge backlash on loads of things. And then the actors started having a bit of a moan about it as well. We had Boyega in the last month or two uh, saying that he was race cast and his only purpose was to be like, you know, token, the token sort of black person in the primary cast. And uh, and then Daisy Ridley saying that Kathleen Kennedy, they, they didn't know what the hell they were doing with her character and, and all that stuff. So it's not been a, a fun ride. So apparently, and this is according to... Um, Uh, Our old friend, Mr. Doomcock, put a video on his YouTube channel recently to say that uh, Disney are working on undoing the sequel trilogy. So what they're going to do is um, they're going to use this scenario, something called the Veil of the Force, which we know involves time travel and all that jazz. We've spoken about that on previous shows, where they're going to go back in time and sort of undo, unravel the unravelable. So basically the first scenario is... uh, somebody is going to go back in time and warn luke not to try and kill ben which will obviously have big ramifications because him not trying to kill ben that that would obviously alter that relationship and what happens there and everything wouldn't happen and unfold as it did in the sequel films so that So basically the way, the way that George Lucas is involved is he's coming on to direct it all. So he's coming out of retirement, he's going to make a brand new trilogy of films all based on this alternate timeline, which I think ultimately the goal is to erase the sequel trilogy and then replace it with this proper 100% above board, top shelf canon, George Lucasified three films. I still don't know about this one, mate, because we've heard this before and it keeps coming round and round and round. So is it a situation of there's no smoke without
1: fire situation with this dude? Is it a possibility, do you reckon? Well, I think there's a few ways to look at this one, dude. Um, First and foremost, right, if you're a person that wants to build a YouTube channel, hyperbolic stuff like this is perfect. Let's be completely honest. You know, Mike Zero is just the same kind of thing. You know, it just, they will take a snippet of anything. Add a pile of conjecture and hyperbolic just speculation and, and throw it up with a provocative link baited title. So that's kind of one aspect of it. That's the cynic saying, well, what's going on with that? You know, it's just a way to build a YouTube channel. On the other side of the coin, you've kind of got, you know, all this Kathleen Kennedy stuff, which is granted not yet come to fruition. Like nothing's happened that we know of with Kathleen Kennedy yet. Nothing. And apparently that's been coming. Um, and our guys have just sent me a message. Stop m- fiddling with your mic, arm and mount Like that.
0: Exactly like that, yeah.
1: What's it, why can you hear it? Oh, I can hear that very clearly, yeah. What about if I do this? Mm, professionals. Mm, mm. I, I need something to fiddle with though, like I'm a fiddler. Okay. I'm gonna at, I'm gonna add rode microphones and say rode microphones. This shock mount sucks ass because I'm shocking it right now and you can hear it.
0: <laughs> they need to produce some little branded stress toys.
1: Yeah, they do actually. All right, sorry guys. You would not believe that I like worked in podcasting, would you? <laughs> all of all of my audio now for the next like or the last five years, <laughs> I've got to go back and re listen to because I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> um all right sorry listener uh we are pros uh screw joe rogan this is how you do a podcast um <laughs> so on. like i said like <laughs> i was gonna say we're on spotify as well it's all good we're on spot oh yeah shit sorry spotify um so we we like we, we've not heard anything about kathleen kennedy have we like she's so doom and all this good stuff has been going on um that's not to say that nothing is happening with Kennedy. It's just that we've not heard about it yet. Because why would you sack Kathleen Kennedy publicly when you've got your biggest tentpole TV series landing? You know, it's like, even even if you do it like a quarter before, you're not going to do it. The perfect time to do it is now after The Mandalorian's released, after it's wrapped up. Do it in January time. Set the stage for the next, you know, whatever. So that's kind of that side of it as well, in that, you know, there's, there's that maybe that trouble at mill. However... The problem really comes when it comes to uh, this, this rumor with Lucas. It comes when you start to think about Disney admitting they were wrong. We've discussed this like before. I, I just don't see them, and especially because of everything that's happened with like John Boyega and like Daisy Ridley would, would, would feel reduced and diminished, and you know everyone that's put heart and soul into it, everyone like Harrison Ford that came back for this one-off time you know, on the proviso that you kill Han and yeah, sure, drop me a paycheck for the Rise of Skywalk and I'll come back. But, you know, th- you'd think it was all done. You know, how are they going to do it? Like, and, and the biggest one, of course, is that Carrie Fisher is simply not around anymore. So, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, I think it's weird that it's persistent because if you're a doom and you want to grow the channel, if it's something that's hyperbolic and BS, I don't know how you can keep a channel growing when it comes out that what you were saying is largely rubbish and you've, you've peddled it three or four times on, on different videos. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You'd lose all your credibility. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you put one video out, that's like, look, hands up. I don't know if this is going to happen, but I'm going to kind of mention it anyway, because this is what I do. I'm doing, I put it out there, but if you keep beating the drum, surely you'll lose your credibility when it's just, just rubbish. I, I don't know. I mean, if we'd heard this once, I'd be like, like we were before, I'd be like, well, this is rubbish. But it, if it keeps coming up, someone that's got a channel to build, knowing they'd lose credibility, you'd think if it gets turned out, or, you know, if it turns out to be wrong, I don't know. Maybe there is something to it. But on the surface, I can't see it. I just think there's too many problems that come with it. But the 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 guy, the, the geeky guy inside me is like, actually, that could be quite interesting. Because I mentioned it last week on last week's show, like, Keaton is like back as Batman. You've got probably Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, both back as Spider-Man. You know, we geeks are a little bit more open to multiversal time travel stuff these days than we used to be. It's not just reserved for the people that have read Crisis. Um, you know, it's, it's everyone now. You know, we're all, we're all kind of getting used to that stuff. So I don't know, man, what about you? Where, where, where are you leaning on this one?
0: Yeah, I think a, a large part of me still thinks this is, this is BS all over. Purely from from what you mentioned around, I, I I can't see Disney just admitting that they screwed up. If that's your opinion, that they screwed up, that you know, I don't know. It just feels like all of all of that work. You know, when JJ did the all the interviews with Kath and they did Star Wars Celebration, they've got. I'm not sure about um Ryan Johnson. I didn't see many two interviews with him, but it it just feels like they've all got so much conviction and passion around what they made and very proud of it it would just be that would set a huge precedent moving forward if they did this I mean it it, the the blame is kind of at the Sonic movie movies door really because uh, when they announced the first trailer all of the fans were like you need to change this immediately because the design of Sonic is terrible and they were like all right cool we've listened to the fans and we're going to make a change so now it's like if the fans build up a you know uh, a huge backlash and have a huge voice, our studio's now going to start changing storylines and changing stuff because the fans, um, you
1: know, don't like it. So I think it would... We've only got go to look at Justice League as well, dude. Sorry to jump in, but yeah, yeah. that's the that's the, the the huge one, isn't it? Snyder Cutter, Justice League.
0: Of course, yeah. Yeah, that's another one. It's like, and a part of me wonders whether they would have done that if the fans weren't so pissed with the theatrical version of Justice League. Would would Mm. they have got Snyder to do this other cut if it was like, oh, this one's actually really, really good? Probably not. So I get it to a degree. I mean, we've had this for decades, man. We've had it for decades where people have said, look, Lucas, love your work, obviously, but the changes you made for the special editions, they're like terrible. Can we have the originals back? And to be fair to him, he stood his ground, man. Even now in retirement, he's like, nope, you're not getting them. You're not getting the original versions. Like, these are the versions that I've made and these are the ones you're going to watch. And people respect that now. If you think about all the prequel hate and all, of that, all that stuff, fast forward wherever we are now, 2020, and it's like, all right, cool. You know, stood his ground. So I think that's the way to go. I would, I would be disappointed in Disney if they gave in and just undid everything. You know,
1: it's not good. Do you think the prequels... Get yeah, a little bit more love now because we've got, certainly from the people that know Star Wars, because we've got a lot more filler material. You know, we've got the Dooku books. We've got the Clone Wars. We've even got Rebels, which had, a, you know, that adds a heck of a lot of context to that era, even though it's after that era. You know, we've got Master and Apprentice. Do you think in, in you know, whatever, 10, 15 years' time, that this sequel trilogy will have enough filler material then where the movie's just become one chapter of the bigger story. And it just so happens that you enjoy it in movie format, like you do with the prequels. But the bit, you know, the full story is to be enjoyed cross-media. You know, is that, number one, I suppose, question one is, is that part of the reason that the prequels get as much nostalgic love as they do? And number two, you know, are we ever going to see that with the sequel trilogy?
0: I think we will. I think when we're doing this podcast in 2030... We'll look back and we'll be like, yeah, remember when we binned off the sequels and we, 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 we bashed them pretty hard. I watched it the other day. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's actually got some good stuff in it. I think it will. Yeah, I mean, it's very difficult to say because when we were back in prequel time, when that was coming out, it was very difficult to look to the future at that point. It was very much a, this you know a large portion of this stuff sucks. <laughs> and now here we are, and it's like, this is really good. Look at all these little things. But I think it depends on who's running the show at Disney, to be fair, because as long as we've got people like Dave Filoni, who are like the key masters and the, the, the people that do it, and like um, Doug Chang, you know, those people that, all those important figures, because they're the guys that will keep you going to a, to a degree. Because when you look at some of those behind the features for the Mandalorian, and we had that round table, with Favreau and Filoni and those sorts, and the other directors. Remember when Filoni went on that bit of a monologue about The Phantom Menace and about a really important part of it was Qui-Gon, you know, really pushing hard to get um, uh, Anakin and all that stuff and like a father figure and all that jazz. When he talks about it like that, you're just mind blown. You're like, holy crap. And that just adds another sort of level of weight and awesomeness to the prequels that you just wouldn't have known Or even considered before. It might have been like a shower thought and you just think, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. But when someone like Filoni goes through it, you're like, holy crap. So as long as there are people like that at Lucasfilm and Disney that can just sort of keep the torch burning quietly about it and just give you those thoughts and nuggets in 5, 10, 15 years' time, then I think it might age a bit better than what we're expecting. But I don't know, for the most part, you can't argue with... Because let's be honest, like the the huge portion of, of there is a huge portion of fandom that doesn't like it. So as much as you can say like, oh yeah, it might age well and you know, there's some good bits in it. I don't know. So and also undoing the trilogy, what does that then do for everything else? Are they gonna make another film that uses the veil of the force to go and undo something in The Empire Strikes Back? Are they going to go and try and do some time travel stuff? And there's an alternate timeline now for the Wampa Beast. Didn't actually want to kill Luke. He was trying to save him from like a rogue Wampa Beast that that was going to kill him. And now we've got these sort of band of Wampa Beasts that are actually helping the rebellion on Hoth. (laughs) Do we go down this route of like alternate timelines now for like established storylines? So it's a big question, man. I think we could do a whole podcast on it. So
1: we should probably move on. Yeah, we could do. That is fascinating. We should uh, we should dig into that a little bit more. But I think you'll be interested to see just exactly what happens. You know, let's see if anything transpires. And I, I think if we're going to see it, it will be through December, January, maybe early February. Because I don't think there's that much slated for Star Wars um, TV, movie-wise, throughout that period. Get the Mando out of the way. Keep it on a positive until that's finished. Then I think you'll start to see some stuff. And if by the end of the first quarter of next year we've not done, you know, it'll be fascinating to see what rumours are doing the rounds then because you would think that going into January, February, they will need to announce something, you know?
0: They'll need to, for sure. Yeah. Because they need to start ramping up the um, all the High Republic stuff as well. Mm, so they can't, let, they can't let next year just be dry. they have got to keep it going. So I think you're it's right, true, man. True. Next year, we'll see some stuff. Right, we got deep on that, dude. So now we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. we got a few people that are coming back. Actually, that was very incorrect of me to say that. I do apologize. We have a few people who have said that they might potentially come back to star Wars. So Liam Neeson, uh, he was interviewed recently and uh, he was talking about um, some other stuff. He was uh, talking with um, Collider and he was saying that, uh, no, nope, I've not been approached about any film stuff no one said to me, you know, we're looking to do a Qui-Gon film or you want to come back and do any of that sort of stuff. And he goes on to mention that, um, uh, I heard they did a Harrison Ford character, Han Solo. <laughs> and there was a bit of trouble with that. Like just very gently, like, Oh, I heard that there was a huge F up with, um, <laughs> with the Harrison Ford stuff. So he's, uh, I think he's been a p- bit polite there, but then they go on to say, look, like, uh, all right then. So what about like a TV series and the Disney plus stuff? Uh, and he was like, uh, yeah. He was like, he'd be up for that if there was like a good idea, like a good way of bringing his character back and doing some TV stuff on Disney+. Plus. He was like, yeah, man, I'll do it. And uh, and then he goes on to say that um, uh, he was quite defensive about The Phantom Menace, saying that he knew that fans and critics, you know, a lot of people didn't like it. And uh, Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar, came under some, some criticism and so on, uh, which he wasn't too happy about. Um, then he went on to say that When he was making the film, this dude was like the funniest, one of the funniest and talented guys he's ever worked with. So I think he just got his back a little bit there. But so no real nuggets of info here. Nothing concrete. We're not going to see a a Qui-Gon series. So I know that there's going to be a video on Doomcock's channel next week. The Qui-Gon Disney Plus series coming in 2022, whatever. Um, But nothing there concrete. But it's good that Liam Neeson hasn't said no, because that would be, that'd be crap. So you never know. And then we got two peeps who have done a bit of a U-turn. So one of the stories that I didn't have time to cover last week was that Alden Ironreich. Oh, oh my God, Iron Ehren, Ironreich. oh man, I'm sorry, I know oh, he listens and he's going to be miffed at this, but I'm sorry, dude. Alden uh, said he would actually come back and play Han Solo with the right idea. This was an interview that he did two days ago. Last week, he said that he'd moved on and didn't want to do it. So maybe the projects that he's got on have fell through and he's, uh, and he's uh, looking for another paycheck soon. Sorry, Alden. Uh, and then John Boyega as well, who has been very, very vocal over the last year or so about Star Wars. And he upset loads of fans. Remember on Twitter a few months ago, he was like, I've moved on from Star Wars. Everyone lost their shit about that. And he was like, this is like normal as an actor. I don't do Star Wars anymore, so I've moved on. They didn't like it. Uh, And he's been critical about casting of himself and all that stuff. And then he went on to say that uh, he's a Mandalorian uh, fan, uh, and Lucasfilm is doing very well with the TV shows. Uh, And and, uh, if it was an animated show, that would be awesome as well, and we could all do it from home. So he's now saying that, you know, maybe not films, a bit like Liam Neeson, but if the Disney Plus stuff or animated shows came calling... He'd be up for it. So I don't know what to make about this, dude. We've got on one hand, we've got some people saying that no, they've moved on. Star Wars is just crap, and now they're saying if the project's right. I'm there. Sign me up.
1: Well, I mean, you know, these are all working actors, aren't they? Liam Neeson's a bit of a different kettle of fish. Like he's, <laughs> he was very coy, like you said, just dropping in there. Oh, that wasn't great. Like classic, classic, cool as a cucumber. Um, Liam Neeson. And I think this is probably an age thing. Like Liam Neeson's been around the block a few times now. He's just fairly chilled. <laughs> he do, he's not needing to work that much, is he? He's and, and and he let's be honest, you know, he's been back for animation. You know, he came back as as Qui Gon um to do the voice. So he's he's all right. He's just Liam Neeson. He'll just turn up when they ring him and he will do it. Guarantee he will <laughs> do it. I'd I'd posit that he would even do live action. Because, I, I think so. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a funny one because like he does, he's such a great actor, but then he turns up to the opening of his Chris packet. He's like The Rock, you know, he'll do these films where you just think, what are you doing? Like The Rock <laughs> makes me laugh. Do you know what I mean? The Rock posts on his Instagram, like rampage, dude, what were you doing? What?" And he's like, yeah, it's the... Uh, Highest-grossing film uh, of <laughs> any movie ever released on the twenty-sixth of any month since last year, and you're like, really, sp- really specific record rock, but at the same time, they're all hard workers. So, like people like Liam Neeson, like, I put them in the same boat. They do some amazing stuff, and then they also do like a little bit of dross. So he'd be up for it. Let's not pretend he would be completely up for it. Um, and the thing is, the fans would just brick it. They would love him. For that, he's like one of those people that escaped the Phantom Menace um, backlash because it's Liam Neeson, and he's badass and chilled, and he plays a character that's badass and chilled. So he's, you know, he gets like a bit of a free pass from people. The other two are a funny one, like John Boyega. I totally understand him, um, and I think what we've got to do with John Boyega is, is is understand what he was saying in context when he said he's done with it. Like he was doing that to the what I think, and, and I might be completely wrong on this but it appears he was doing it to the trolls, like the 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 Star Wars toxic side of things that were just basically being tools. Because we know what Star Wars fans can be like. Um, there's a lot of people that just because they can, like Aaron Mankey from Law goes on about this, just because you can enjoy something and because you feel something for it doesn't mean that it's yours. You've got no right to act like you act. Um, and I think a lot of Star Wars fans do that. And John Boyega has just been one of the few people that stood up to it. Um, mm mm-hmm. Same with Olden, you know, I, I think he's probably to a lesser degree. I think he was just like, crap, you know, that didn't go so well. Um, I'm just, I'm out of it mainly because I want to make sure that, like, I'm prepped for being out of it, you know, emotionally and mentally. I'm out of it. I don't want to be, I don't want to be setting my stall out uh, uh, as, as a working actor for the next few years, hoping that a Star Wars movie comes down the wire. So I think when these two start to see other opportunities for projects and, you know, the rise of Skywalker, this big tentpole, getting the same kind of backlash as Solo did. I think it just opens their minds a little bit to to the fact that they are, you know, they've got to earn a living. They are working actors, and uh, why would you ever turn your back on Star Wars as long as you get treated right? It would be silly to do it. So I don't think there's too much to read into this. I don't think there's anything on the horizon. Um, if for my money, the one that's probably more likely is is something with the Solo character. Um, you know, there's talks of things like Darth Maul, um, coming back. There's to other, you know, with Ray Park, who knows, but when there's, 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 talks of, um, when the talks are like a Beckett spinoff or something as well, or even something with Bettany and yeah, uh, Amelia yep. Clark. there was like, there's all this sort of stuff, isn't there? So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that much news. I think it's just, all right, these guys are working actors. Of course, they're going to come back if the, if the terms are right. Fair play. I don't know, man. I think Ray Park would do it instantly don't know if they want him to after his Instagram posts. He loves it. Oh, what's not what been up to on Insta? Oh, he popped one over. I, I, I know. Speculatively, this does not mean neither denying nor confirming. <laughs> Allegedly, a uh, bit of a blowy on there. Sorry for everyone that's listening, but bit of a blowy on there, I guess. Really? Yeah, revenge porn, mate.
0: Oh, Insta. Honestly, Insta he mind. put it on
1: like, apparently, apparently he put it on drunk and then took it down like the day after.
0: Oh, I see, right, yeah. Because yeah. he does have a bit of a, a wild side, doesn't he, Old Ray Park? Because a lot of his Insta stuff is very much like, this is me working out in the garden doing some kick-ass, like Wing Chun stuff, just like I did with Darth Maul, flinging yeah, lightsabers well around. It. But then also he does these, these every now and then he do a weird, like uh, like the other day he did this, um oh, the other week he did this weird thing where it was like three in the morning and there was just like a load of pot noodles and snacks on the counter. And he's like, yeah, I can't sleep. So I've gone and got some food and snacks. I'm going to sit up and do whatever his Ray Park does while eating pot noodles. and Just random dude.
1: He seems a bit, yeah, he does seem a little bit uh, like he's got several temperaments that you could come across at any given time. Hmm. You know, fair play. But yeah. yeah, not sure about that one, but we'll see. We'll
0: see, yeah. And then related to people coming back, we've had a, a little nugget from from Ewan McGregor to say that um, uh, I, I do want to preface this with, do not confuse this with him coming back and appearing in The Mandalorian, but he was on the set of the Mandalorian to do some screen tests with his um with the tech that they were using and uh stuff like that. So um he was on a, a another podcast recently talking about his um uh show that I think it went out on Disney, was it Disney Plus or Netflix? I can't remember. There was a show called Long Way Up where him and his mate, Charlie Borman, they went off and on a big motorcycle. Uh, journey and stuff like that Uh, and ultimately as is the case with anybody that's been in Star Wars they always get asked about Star Wars and they were saying um are you excited about doing Obi-Wan again and all that stuff and he was like yeah yeah yeah, I can't wait because this is like a much different vibe than doing films there's no more scope to do stuff within a series and all that stuff and then he goes on to say that they had a screen test with him in the Obi-Wan robes and everything which was really cool so uh, he was saying that they were going to use a bunch of the same tech that they've used in the Mando for his TV series so uh, he went on to say that um, all of the crew and everything that worked on the Mando were there as he walked out in his Jedi robes and everything and they did a bit of a screen test and and it was awesome so this gives us a lot of hope dude because I I think this was an early test that they were going to do for a film actually so when the Obi-Wan Kenobi film was announced a couple of years ago I think that's when they they started doing these tests as the tech started to come into fruition and all that stuff. Before it was changed to a Disney Plus um, series. So, this gives a lot of hope, dude, because sometimes you get like a bit of a bayega situation where it's like, yeah, I I kind of want to do it. I kind of don't. I'm going to sort of complain about it, but Disney are giving me like millions and millions of pounds. So, I don't want to complain too hard. Whereas Ewan's just like, no, man, this was awesome. Like I went into my dressing room, I saw the robes and the boots and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Went out on set, everybody was like, oh my God, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. So this is like a good vibe story, man. It's like, we can just tell that when this finally lands and when they start working on it, I think this is going to be pretty awesome, dude.
1: Yeah, it's a cute little story, isn't it? And I think you're right about it being season one because um, it's Deborah Chow that's doing the Obi-Wan season and uh, I think he, he looks according to the article on Games Radar, it's... it's um, he turned up to do the test with Deborah Chow as well as the tech, but she's not been confirmed as a director for season two, presumably because she's working on the Obi-Wan series. Um, so yeah, it, it sounds, uh, it just sounds like a nice little thing. Like imagine being that person, you know, one of the people working on the Mando set and then Obi-Wan just strolls in. You would just, you'd, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan, which I assume many of the people working on that either are From the past, or they've become Star Wars fans from working on the Mando. I I know it's just a job to a lot of people that work on these things, but there will be some people that are genuine fans. So just imagine like Obi Wan walking out. Imagine walking out, you and me working on there. Just be like, oh my word, this is brilliant. So I love these sort of stories. It's like when you hear like Emery Cavill in the Superman suit for the first time, or you get, you know, back to the stories of Keaton in the suit and Affleck in the suit. And I just love stuff like this, man, but yeah, there's not much to read into it. And this, the person, Alyssa McCann, who's, um, was written this for games, rather radar. She says the same as you basically just look highly unlikely, unless it's a flashback with a soaker that he's going to be appearing in the, in the Mandalorian. So yeah, let, us not get ahead of ourselves on that one, but yeah, it's just a cute little story, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is cool. And I think, um uh A related story, not a story, but a memory of watching the special features on the, uh, I think it was um, Revenge of the Sith, where um, uh, Hayden Christensen came out dressed as Darth Vader for the first time when he walked out on set. There was like this just silence everywhere. And, like, George Lucas was there, obviously, and he had this massive grin on his face. He was like, yeah, man, Vader's back. It was, like, the first time that anyone had been in a Vader costume, like, on screen. Like, and he just walked out and he had, like, the big boots on and he was really tall. And it must have been like that for the Obi-Wan thing. Like, just walking out on set in the robes with a hood up and everything. It, yeah, I'd love to have seen that, man. Just badass. Uh, right, moving on, to more Mando news. Uh, we had another trailer drop, didn't we? Uh, this was... Um, Uh, the other day, and uh, apologies to our US listeners, um, but we don't get Monday Night Football uh, here. Uh, We do, but it's like soccer. It's like soccer. Football soccer. Uh, It's not proper Monday Night Football like you guys do. So apparently there was another one-minute teaser that landed there, and that was loads of new footage, apparently, like loads of new clips and stuff. However, as usual and as expected, a load of fans were miffed about this, Because they didn't see... Because they were like... I think sometimes Star Wars fans just hype up stuff unnecessarily. They're like, here, that a trailer's going to drop. And then they write the script of exactly how it's going to go. And if it doesn't go exactly to script, they get really miffed. Um, So I think a lot of people thought that, because this was trailer number two, or teaser number two, that we were going to see Ahsoka and maybe the... um, whoever's behind the Boba Fett stuff which did not happen. So we got to see um, some other characters. Uh, so we got to see Din, um, Din Djarin, uh the other bounty hunter, uh, which we didn't see in the first teaser. Uh, we got to see the other, um, some new footage of uh, of Kara and Grief, which is good. Uh, and obviously Baby Yoda and all that stuff. But nothing really um, telling about what's going to happen. They've kept everything quite close to their chest with this one. They haven't really unveiled anything other than, the other character that's going to be in it, who we still don't know anything about, which is played by Sasha Banks from the WWE. So yeah, man, another little trailer. It looks pretty cool. I like the look and feel. Obviously, everything looks bang on and awesome, uh, just like season one. But yeah, some people disappointed, man, that we haven't got to. I think a lot of people are just really clamoring for Ahsoka. I think everybody just wants to see what she's going to look like in live action properly and and all that stuff. But it's a cool little teaser, dude. Not too bad.
1: Yeah, it is. And it seems to focus a lot more on the partnerships. This one, you know, grief and Cara um, are, are a much bigger part of this one. It seems to focus on that trifecta a little bit, which is quite interesting. Um, and and it's, I suppose, what's interesting about this one is that you know, yes, of course, we are clamouring for a of course we are, but even Rex and whoever else appears, you know, Tamira Morrison's playing, but and and, and Timothy Oliphant, like we've not seen any of them, and, and of course they're going to keep a back. You know, this is not the Rise of Skywalker where they're trying to fix the last Jedi and get people on board. So they drop Palps in there at the end of April in the trailer. You know, it isn't that. It just simply isn't that. Um, The Mando doesn't need that because he's got Baby Yoda, as we said before. And they didn't didn't show us that kid, you know, in the trailer. We didn't know we wanted it. We didn't know we needed it. So I'm sort of a you know let's just trust in in Favs and feloni and all those guys and just let them do their thing because there's going to be a lot of surprises. I think there'll be a fair few surprises in this season, um, and it's just this is just a way to to get people you know watching. If if we saw a soccer, sure we'd tune in, but we probably wouldn't tune in. as, it like I'd be like, well, I'll watch it on Saturday morning. Whereas now, I'm like, I need to watch it the second it comes out to see see if she's in it or to see what happens. So it's it's. Part for the course, man. I don't think there's, you know, it is what it is. But of course, we want to see her.
0: Yeah, of course, man. And I think a lot of fans were just like, "Oh, this is another teaser. So she's obviously going to be in it." And then she wasn't and stuff. So, but overall, you know, it's not a a stain on anything. It's cool. It's just a few fans that are like uh, disappointed we haven't seen what's going to. But that's like part of the, like you said, that's part of the cool, the coolness of it is like, um, (laughs) just having the um, the that stuff as a really cool surprise as you're watching through. So, uh, yeah. And then talking of characters in the Mando, uh, we have another another rumour um that uh Cara Dune is going to get her own series on Disney+. Plus. Dude, they're going to have to have, like, another Disney Plus app. They're going to have to launch, like, Disney Plus Plus because they're going to have, like, 50 characters, all from Star Wars. It's going to be the dude... There's going to be the stormtrooper that banged his head. In a new hope, he's going to have his own Disney Plus trailer, like how this stormtrooper became like part of the empire and how he got recruited and all that jazz. So another character is supposedly getting their own Disney Plus series, and this is Cara Dune, and this comes from LRM, and uh, apparently their sources within Lucasfilm have said that uh, Cara Dune uh, is is definitely getting her own Disney Plus series, and. Uh, Yeah, so there is apparently there is a big push within Disney and Lucasfilm for Gina Carano to come back and do her own series on Disney Plus, and it's likely going to be centered around um, how she was sort of uh, introduced to the Mandalorian. Sort of that might be kind of a prequely kind of series that sort of sets up her character um, that lands nicely into uh, the Mando season one. So I don't know, man. Another Disney Plus thing. Thing. What do you reckon?
1: I mean, it's a weird one, isn't it? You know. So if you look at the tweet, uh, we can. This is from Corey Van Dyke. We can definitely back this up as it's something we've heard from our sources a while back. i just. It's something that I kind of went into last week. I, I briefly touched on Cara Dune, but it, it, it's. It's just nervy for the Mandalorian to have to carry this, and I don't want to see like all these backdoor pilots. You know, I don't want to see a and Sabine Wren. You know, getting their own little pilot, like they did with like Flash back in the Arrow days, like that was all right. But I don't want to see it all the time. And when you when you start to stack all these rumors up, it gets stupid. You know, it gets ridiculous. And I think the potentially interesting thing. I mean, I don't know much about Gino. I mean, I'm, it's the first thing I've seen her in, in terms of being an actress. Um, is she strong enough to carry a lead role in a in a tentpole season? On Disney. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um There is some interesting character stuff that they could do. You know, this is five years post-Jedi. Uh, very fertile territory. You know, aftermath, we're talking Chuck Wendig territory. Um, very fertile ground. You know, some kind of, of of transition period that could be quite interesting. But I, I just don't know. I just don't know. I mean, it would... I guess it would be all right, but... I just don't know man it doesn't it's certainly not striking me as something I'd be interested in initially like if they said give me a top 10 list of of things you want to see this wouldn't be one of them um I don't know
0: yeah it's interesting isn't it i think um i think people are just sort of running away with the fact that because because the mandalorian has been so successful from a tv perspective Mainly in terms of production. So, it actually, this brings us on to uh, a story uh, about The Mandalorian season three, where <clears throat> John Favreau has said that, look, don't worry, man. We've got everything planned out for the most part for season three. On top of that, we're probably going to start shooting before the end of the year because he's he, he had an interview recently and said that, look, we're going on the assumption that we're going to be going forward for another series. So, that's all good. And because of the the stage you know the big what's it called the volume I think that huge big stage apparently that sets it up for a much more and I guess this is obvious really a much more controlled environment for you to make a tv show um so in terms of corona and having to manage people in and out of sets and everything like that this obviously works really well so they're like Favreau's like look we're going to go and do this don't worry like season three is coming next year for sure probably going to start shooting in the next month or two and uh so I think because when you hear things like that, it just sounds like it's really easy to make a TV show for Disney+. Plus. So then you just start thinking, and this is how the rumours get away from, from people. It's like, okay, well, they've made the Mandalorian look really great on this enclosed set, which is easy to do. So now let's just do a TV show for everybody. So now that it's just like, okay, we've heard this one little tiny little nugget, like maybe like, I don't know. Um, maybe like Gina's having dinner out somewhere, and she's like mentioned the word "kara" and "TV show" in the same sentence. Somebody else has then said, "Oh, she's doing a TV show on Disney Plus." Her character must be it." And then that's it and goes, blah blah, blah blah, blah." And then before you know it, this is another confirmed character on a Disney Plus series. So I think because it's the accessibility of making stuff at the volume, and everything is just so appears to be quite easy. Now people are like, well, you can easily go and make a TV show for that character and you can easily go and do all that. So it's, it's, it's tough, man. I think it's, it's really difficult to separate. And also you never know what these, what these sources are like. And, and we've had a couple of them that have come to fruition, haven't we, over the last couple of years. There was one, I think it was LRM actually, uh, these guys that said there was like some stuff that was going to happen in the Rise of Skywalker and they actually happened. And they they reported it before anybody else. But this is a different beast, man. Like the whole Disney Plus thing. It's a different beast. I mean, look what happened with the Obi-Wan series. Like the film getting shredded and then becoming a TV show and stuff. So things can change, man, and everything. So I don't know, man. But anyway, uh, that other new story about season three for the Mando happening, that's very cool. Because I think we need momentum going into next year for something. If we're going to have just like, what is it, four episodes of Obi-Wan no more animated shows on the horizon. We definitely need something. And obviously no films. So we need something.
1: We do, man. And like I said, I think we'll see more announcements January, February time. Get Mando out of the out of the way. Um Maybe even midway through Mandalorian, you know, maybe we'll see a little bit of, of traction with things because it does keep the momentum up. But I, I would expect to see something January, February time.
0: Yeah. Yes. And let's finish up on a very quick story. Um This is to do with uh, we've we've spoken about films not happening, and we're still very much up in the air about what's happening with movies these days. We still have no idea if Ryan Johnson's trilogy is ever happening. We don't know what's going on with these other films. If George Lucas is making a an unravelable film to unravel everything, we still don't know. However, there is something happening. We just don't know what it is. But um, so one of the upcoming Star Wars films, we don't quite know what it is. Uh, apparently, they've sent a crew off to Scotland to do a load of location scouting and stuff. So they're going to take some video footage and photos of um, uh, the highlands and all the mountains and snow-capped stuff around there. And um, and they're going to report back and see, you know, if Scotland is a viable thing to, to go and shoot a new film and all that stuff. Uh, so apparently in December, um, they're going to spend a few days up in Scotland. And, uh, uh, and this is apparently... Um, Linked to the Take a Batiti film that he's meant to be making at some point, but again, we still don't know. Um, but it's cool that we've got some uh, a little nugget of thing there because this is th- this sounds true to me because you don't need to big this up. All it is is just a crew to go off and do some location scouting, which is very common for stuff. So there's no reason why they would not announce not announce it, but they, they wouldn't say this is untrue or anything like that. So this is like the first steps, dude in like the new Star Wars film, whatever that might be. And, uh, yeah, and apparently the Highland Council has said, you know, they welcome, you know, the production crew and anyone else that wants to make films in Scotland and stuff, so a bit of a PR thing going on. But the first steps, dude, it's pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, it's quite cool, isn't it? It's just a nice little story. And when I thought about this um, when, we, when we first read about it, I was like, well, that's, that seems early. That seems quite early. But actually it's not. They often do a lot of the B-roll footage early um you know like things like actor when they went i think it was ireland was it they went to film that one yeah um and that was done really really early and it's just a lot of it's drone footage a lot of it is, is landscape stuff um so yeah i mean it's is great to see a little bit of momentum Really, really is nice to see a little bit of momentum. So, yeah, fair play on it. It's weird because it's not like it's a it's a little news story, but there's not that much to say on it. It's just it is what it is. Great to see it moving forward. Um, and it's speculative what movie it's on, but like you said in the report, it does look like it's to do with the Taika Waititi, um, movie, which is interesting, really, because that's like the the one that was announced much later than any of the others. Um, but yet the one that seem you know if this is true, seems to be getting the traction a little bit more early. Um so interesting man yeah I mean it's, it's great to see it coming back over to, to the British Isles and um, and taking some of this I'm sure it'll, it'll pick up at Pinewood as well um, you know I'm, I'm fairly sure they'll be a back at Pinewood for it so yeah yeah it's, it's just a nice little, uh, nice little nugget isn't it
0: yeah it's cool I think um, Watiti's kind of proved himself as being a decent Star Wars guy based on his work on the Mando season one at least they're like yeah man this guy knows his onions let's get him making a film so I think we're gonna wrap there, dude. Let's do it there. Let's do it there for 79. Spark of rebellion Been great linking up, dude. It's uh I've missed you, As always. I've missed you. Ah,
1: back. Yeah, likewise, man, it's uh it's been weird not doing it for because it's like a month since we've been uh, together recording which is weird like that flies past um but i'm glad we keep recording you know I, i'm always we did it with two shots um where we you know we kept publishing even when it was tough um and i, I think it's good because i think a lot of people when they podcast like ah, oh, it's not both of us we're not doing it or you know those like ah, right, it's late so we'll just not do it but it's good that we, we keep doing it man so yeah thanks for covering i appreciate it and uh yeah for the listener Glad to be back. Thanks for supporting us, everyone. Thank you.
0: Oh, that's very sweet. And he didn't throw in any sort of sarcastic jokes either. So I'm, I know now that all that's it. That I know it's
1: know All of that was sarcastic. Oh, of course, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Yes, and thank you for covering last week, dude. Yeah, occasionally, as our listeners know, sometimes Mark and I have got other shiz going on. So as Mark said, it's good that we continue. And we do it for the love of Star Wars. That's literally, literally it. So uh, yeah, uh, cheers, dude. Um, next week for episode 80, I'm sure we'll have a bunch more news to cover. And we'll try and get into some review and discussion as well, because we haven't done that in a while. Um, actually, will we have time to do um, a review for the Mando episode one? We might do, if we get to watch it on Friday night, which I'm sure we will. Uh, we might do a Mando special, if we've both watched it by then. But uh, either way, we'll be back uh, for next week. Until then... Uh, Remember to subscribe to our show, whatever podcast you use, uh, a podcast app you use, just do a search for Spark of Rebellion, or head over to sparkofrebellion.com. All of our episodes are available to listen over there. Um, And we'd love to have you as a subscriber. That way you won't miss a show when it lands every Saturday. And if you like the show and want to support us here, then head over to our Patreon page, which is over at patreon.com forward slash Spark of Rebellion. There's a bunch of tiers that you can jump onto there. And uh, we'd love your support, and thank you so much to our continued patrons. Uh, you guys are awesome thank you for your continued support there and if you want to connect with us in between shows we're on the socials too instagram twitter and facebook just do a search for us there all those links on our website go and uh, connect with us over there we chat star wars throughout the week so we'd love to chat to you there as well until next week dude again it's been cool
1: always a pleasure dude yeah thanks for uh Thanks for a good show. Nice to recap the news. A lot been going on and looking forward to getting the Mando into our eyeballs later this week. So everyone enjoy that, whatever you're doing. If you, if you get a chance to watch it, enjoy it. Uh, and hopefully we'll pick it up next week. But yeah,
0: thanks, man. It's been awesome, as always. Indeedy. Yes, everyone enjoy the Mando. We'll hopefully pick that up next week. So take care of yourselves. Stay he- healthy and safe. And may the force be with you Always. <laughs>